Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, my friend, it has been so long. It has been it's, a long time. Yeah, I just, I was, my heart was aching. You know, <laughs> I was, just, I was longing. Yeah, longing to see your silhouetted face. I know, dude, and you're seeing it right now. And by seeing it, I mean I you're just seeing the outline of what my head looks like while wearing a pair of headphones. But you know what I'm doing, yeah. here, dude. I have in my hand, and you can see these. I can see um, them. Yeah, and it actually made my face clear. Oh, look at that. Josh, this is in I'm a distracted. in a bag. Uh, a mm-hmm. set of Green Hill Pro Fight Gloves. Um, amazing. Dude, they're beautiful. You can smell the leather even through the bag. And this is something that our listeners can have. They can acquire a pair of these via the link yeah. in the show notes. So uh, several months ago, I reached out to a boxing glove manufacturer in Dubai, Green Hill Sports. Um, we got on a zoom together pretty soon. We were designing boxing gloves together and the result is this beauty and I have several 16 ounce pairs, uh, pro sparring gloves for sale. This is a 10 ounce Josh. And I got these in the, in the very small event that KK ever lets me fight a pro fight. Um, this is the size yes. of glove that you would wear in the ring and I'm training as though that might happen, even though she would probably actually leave me. And then that would be very sad. And these these episodes. I was would, gonna I was gonna ask like, what's yeah. the odds of her actually signing off on you, for signing up for a semi pro fight? I want to say slim to none, and I want to say the odds yeah. of her leaving me would be very high. But um, nevertheless, <laughs> I am training as though that might happen, and I have the yeah. pro fight gloves in my office. But our listeners can have those gloves too, if they hit the show notes, if they visit greenhillsports.com, Josh Loftus. They can see all manner of offerings in the boxing glove space. Uh, Mm -hmm. These are pro-grade gloves. So whether you hit bags, whether you spar, uh, whether you go to like a nine-round class or whatever, you should be in Green Hill Boxing Gear because they are the official boxing provider of this podcast. So visit greenhillsports.com. Wraps, mouth guards, water bottles, uh, apparel gloves you name it they have it josh for all your boxing needs and we are grateful for their sponsorship of these episodes um my question to you is yes what are we doing on the air today we kind of yes. tease some ask coach clucks and i feel like we, we have a lot of, of those to go through so what are we looking at we today? Did. yep yeah we've got a couple ask coach clucks we're going to try to round those out today Love it. uh but as an opening topic i do i do have a i i have an interesting question for you ted yeah go on all right I want to. I want us to put our and we're we're pretty good at this. I yeah. want us to put our nostalgia caps on. Oh, I'm so good at that. Okay. That cap may stay on. It may never come off. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I want. I want to put our our nostalgia caps on, and I want to ask you, Ted. Yeah. If you could go back and spend one day, mm. 
one day and you could spend it over again. Okay. What what year are you doing it in? All right. So and not when. a specific day that happened to me, but just what year am I going back to? Well, well, you know what? <clears throat> I Let's do we both. can do both. Let's be- do both. Because because I have specific days as well that I can think like I yeah. I'd give anything to live that day over. Dude, I got again. two days. One's in 1994 and one is in 1996. Okay. Dude, the 1994 day, mm-hmm. uh, it's a recruiting visit that I took with my dad to Indiana University. So it was the biggest school I visited in my recruitment. And gosh dang, that was a good day, dude. I knew my dad was proud of me. We drove down to Bloomington. We got the big tour. We saw the helmets. We watched a highlight video. And and Josh, being that it was 1994 and I was a senior in high school, I was probably 17 or 18, something like that. It just felt like the whole world was ahead of me. It felt like I had my whole life ahead of me and I was dreaming big and I was imagining myself in lots of different scenarios. And high school had been good to me. You know, the more, the more I think about high school, I'd love to go back and spend some more time there. It was like a John Hughes movie, dude. It mm. was so idyllic in retrospect and I didn't fully appreciate it at the time. But yeah, so yeah, like answer number one would be 1994. Answer number two would be the day of my first date with KK in 1996 nice that was just a a quality little run of a day dude and our our date probably spanned 10 hours it was a long one so we just kept extending things onto the end of it so that we wouldn't have to say goodbye and wouldn't have to be done but you know that feeling of like just meeting somebody and falling in love and the conversation is just popping off at a high level Right. And you're like, I can't talk to this person enough, you know, and I, and right. it's a magical feeling that you just want to be able to distill and shoot into your veins. I would, I would go back to, to 96. So I would have been like 19 at that time, um, mm-hmm. or 20 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a sweet day, dude. And I was, you know, I mean, if we're going to get superficial for a minute, I was young, I was, at the tail end of college football because of some injuries. So I'd cut some weight and I looked tremendous. Um, (laughs) I looked really good, dude. And I would, I would go back to looking like that. She looked unbelievable. Um, it was just a nice time, man. So yeah, Yeah. those would be mine. What would be yours? I've got a couple as well. The first one, uh, I'm going back to summer of 1999. Mm -hmm. I was a young kid Mm -hmm. and you know, when I think Ted on back on times of my life where I I like everything was 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 just going right, yeah. right? And obviously when you're a kid, like the biggest thing that you have to stress about that day is like, you know, making sure you put the shoes on the right feet. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Life is simple. <clears throat> it really is. It's yeah. simple. Um but the summer of 1999, I remember distinctly because my folks were in, in youth ministry. Okay. And we would have this event every summer that my dad called Water Wars. Okay. And what it was was basically the entire youth group and then college ministry as well, I think, came over to my folks' house. Yeah. And they had just a big water war in the backyard. Oh, that sounds Ballo- incredible. Balloons are flying everywhere, dude. Remember, yeah. like, like the, the quintessential 90s super soakers. Oh, yeah. Those are fun, man. Dude, yeah. dude like everyone brought, you know, the, the, 
the newest super soaker, right? Yeah. And I just thought that these the I mean they're they're probably like you know they're all sophomores and juniors and seniors, but yeah. to me they're like they're gods, they're the great golden gods, exa- yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. And I just like I have very distilled memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, I have very distilled memories of even what it felt like to be a kid in that era. Yeah. And to not have any re- any real responsibilities, any worries, any anxieties, yeah. just being doted on by these upper you know classmates oh, that man, I just yeah. think are the coolest ever. And dude, like that, like the summer, specifically the summer of '99, I remember. Yeah. Just with such like just such like perfect memories. Well, for me. I think when we get nostalgic, less. We're getting nostalgic for specific circumstances, and I think more we're getting nostalgic for feelings yeah. and for outlooks yeah. on life that, for whatever reason, be it a function of age or just station in life, those outlooks are gone, you know? And yep. in many cases, they've been replaced by other good things, but I'll never feel what it feels like to. I don't know, have it be 1993 in the spring and like dunk a basketball for the first time. You know, right. I'll, I'll never dunk right. again, you know? So in fact, that that phase of my life is gone. And I don't know, there, there are just some things that you long to feel again. And mm-hmm. I, I think when I get nostalgic, that's what I'm getting nostalgic for, you know? Yeah. And being, yeah. I mean, being your father's son again, you know? And, and yeah, it's true. It's sort of like, I'm still his yep. son on paper, but, you know, I've got kids of my own now. I'm a fully grown man in middle age. And it's like, you, you don't yeah. quite get that feeling again. And there's something pretty special about it, you know? Well, it is. And I think, I think it's, I don't know if it's born out of some sort of, some sort of desire to feel that security again. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I think, I think there's probably a lot of different emotions wrapped up into it. I think so. That, that kind of, that kind of form what nostalgia yeah. is. I mean, right? for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's a certain feeling of warmth and security, but also like, freedom to dream you know mm, and yeah. and a, and a yeah. certain kind of open there was an open frontier of life that i was walking into and mm-hmm. it felt good it felt exciting you know yeah. and um in a, in in a very real way i probably now have more years behind me than i have ahead of me um which you're not quite there yet but i think i probably am and it's I don't know. It's sobering, you know. It's really sure. sobering, sure. and yeah, it just creates a different outlook. But uh, what what was your second one? You had another another one. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. I, I you know the the very early stages of my relationship with Lauren. Yeah. Um. Just like it's just everything's perfect. Yeah. Right. Like and everything everything everything's up to an eleven. Everything's on high octane. Yeah. You know the conversations are the best, right? The little yeah. the little hand touches just are just oh, amazing, man. magical. Right? Like, yeah, right. You know you you hold hands for the first time, and it's just like it's Dude, like that is electric shooting up your arm. Oh yeah, you know it's unbelievable. Then the first kiss is just like yeah. the most amazing thing you've ever experienced. You know yeah. it's just 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 those those moments. You you know what it is, Ted? Yeah. When I when I when I when I think down to it, mm-hmm. and we've had this conversation before, but I. I have so, I have so few first time experiences anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's that's big. Yeah. And I really like them when they happen. Yes. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like there's there's and the older you get the less the less there are there are less and less things I get to do for the first time. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. But I really love when I can experience something. And I think maybe that's why I'm like I I, I get into so many different things, right? Yeah. Like like yeah. so many different types of hobbies, mm-hmm. right? And and I you know, I might not go far into them, but it's I think part of me really wants to chase those kind of those yeah. kind of feelings again because I like first time experiences. Well, know? it's that joy of discovery, and I think you know adulthood provides it, but it provides it at a lower level, like uh, travel. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got to go to Rome, and yeah, sure, you know, sure. landing in Italy for the first time and seeing Rome for the first time. Like it was a, it was exciting and fun, but frankly, not as exciting and fun as meeting KK or like having a first date with her, like holding her hand for the first time or kissing for the first time. You know, that stuff just, it happens at a much higher level. And as great as Rome was, it wasn't that great. (laughs) You know, I mean, it wasn't as great as those things I just mentioned. So I don't know. It's kind of an economy of scale thing. I think it's a, you'll never, and, and there's something about being 19 that changes it too, right? You're, you're dealing with a 19 year old's, um, I don't know, body chemistry and a 19-year-old sense of seeing the world or whatever that's just different. So, yeah, it's magical, man. And those those memories are magical and I'm grateful that I have them. And I'm grateful to be where I am now for different reasons. But, but it, they're less exciting reasons, you know? Like being 47, it comes with a certain perspective and there's a certain kind of calmness and rationality that comes with it but i kind of miss the impulsive romantic kind of wildness of being 19 you know yeah Yeah. yes exactly exactly yeah 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 Yeah, no yeah those are all those are all it's it's fun to think about and i I gotta be careful because i like i don't want it to make me discontent for the present yeah right that's right you're always living in the past but Mm. But yeah, sometimes you know, I, I find I find myself kind of drifting drifting back to like, oh yeah, I remember what it was like in the '90s, and mm. I remember what it was like when I first got together with Lauren, you know, because we're going on, you know, you know, we've been married for a good while now, and yeah, 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 those those kind of things just 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 kind of pop up. It's yeah, interesting for sure. So, <clears throat> kind of in light of of kind of these conversations, yeah, we're going to go to our first uh, Ask Coach Cluck here. Yeah, this one comes from the one and only. 1970s disco band yeah. Evan Winterstein. Steen. All right, dude, Winterstein. This guy, this guy is is clutch with his ass coach clucks. He never mm-hmm. he never fails to disappoint. Yeah. And I just I like saying his last name on air. It's 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 fun. It's fun. So he wants to know. He says, "Who has been influential in your guys's marriages?" Mm. He says either locally or outside. He says, mm. "Aside from our folks and pastor." He says, "Paul Tripp's book and devotional uh, continue to be uh, a blessing uh, to him and his wife. Yeah, um, and I have I have read some of that book. Paul, that is a good Paul Tripp book. If if I'm thinking of the right one, the the kind of yeah. marriage devotional thing. Uh, but Ted, that's an interesting question. And then we'll we'll have another Ask Coach Cluck after this. But when you think of individuals um, that that have been influential in encouraging you and KK, who are who are some of those people for you guys? Yeah, um, I would say locally. And this is locally dating back to Michigan. So we're going mm-hmm. back 12, 15 years ago when we were really in a valley in our marriage. You know, we were mm-hmm. dealing with infertility, dealing with 
some financial up and downs related to my career, dealing with some some sin related to me. Um, there was a guy that I used to meet with, and he was your classic, like, I want to be this kind of guy so bad. And I'm, I'm kind of aging into it, to be honest. But he was like, he was an older guy named Peter who would come to my house and smoke cigars with me and talk, you know, and he was a mentor. Yeah. He was further along in his in his life, you know, and and more mature in the Lord than I was and was just an awesome voice in my life and sounding board. And I knew he was faithful in prayer and he just walked with me through some tough times, man. And I love that dude. I love him yeah. to this day. Yeah. And even though we don't talk a lot anymore because I live down here, he lives up there. Um, there was another guy up there named a similar situation, older guy, um, named Pat. And, um, he was, uh, yeah, just a wise voice in our marriage. And I thank God for these guys, dude. And it is ministry at the highest level. So mm-hmm. if you're older, even not that much older, but you have the chance to like speak the gospel and just be with younger guys in your church, do it. Um, cause it makes a massive impact. So those are, those are some real people. I would say kind of resource wise, Tim Keller's the meaning of marriage was really solid and formative for us. I haven't read the Paul Tripp mm-hmm. marriage book. I don't read a lot of, I don't know. I hope this doesn't sound like a flex. It absolutely is not. I don't read a lot of topical <laughs> kind of Christian material. I tend to sure, read, sure. you know, I'll do, I'll do commentaries or Bible studies or whatever book studies, but I don't read a lot of, here's a book about marriage or here's a book about parenting. I, I don't think I've ever read a parenting book. Um, yeah, yeah. and I think Tim Keller's the meaning of marriage was probably the only marriage book I've ever read. Um, Counterfeit Gods by him was was really good in that same time period. Um, John Piper's Future Grace. Those aren't expressly about marriage, but they're kind of about marriage. If if we think of just our own spiritual health and well-being being kind of made manifest in our marriage, those, those would be some that have been important for me. What about for you? Yeah, I think... Um for me it really is it really is definitely more localized things mm-hmm. you know when we were going through premarital and then you know early in our marriage mm-hmm. i'll be completely honest i i did not i did not get anything good out of the resources that were given to us <laughs> dude let's talk about and, that for a second y- yeah can we yeah like premarital <laughs> counseling back in the day was cheeks dude it was so yeah. bad and yeah. like and and that's not that's not a hit on anybody per se but it's just like the resources back then i think were so limited and there were there's a sense in me and in part it's it's fresh in my mind because i just read it this is the one i should have mentioned I've just finished reading the Piper, um, oh, the systematic theology guy, Piper Grudem tome on biblical manhood and womanhood. Yeah. And I said to KK probably a dozen times, I wish I had read this for my premarital counseling. If I had read this before we had gotten married, I would have been percentage points better as a husband, you know, the whole way through because it's so biblical and wise and great. But... 
Yeah, back then it was a bunch of stuff about I don't know. It was just very surface level. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree, man. Like it seems like it seems like I think premarital counseling, and this is just coming from my own experience mm-hmm. uh, and something that I try not to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if I'm counseling a new couple, but it seems like it, it kind of suffered from just a from from cookie cutter. Yeah. Like just 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 a real bad cookie cutter mentality, right? Yeah. And that we're gonna we're gonna have you know ten weeks where we get together you know once a week, and every week is a different topic. And by the by the time you're done with this, you know you're gonna know how to uh, you know work finances, and you're gonna know how to do all this stuff. And I just I found the vast majority of I, I find the vast majority of premarital counseling to be very superficial yeah. and not and it never actually touches on the real things that you are going to struggle with as a very yeah. newly wedded couple. Well, and you there know? are things that you struggle with as a believer, right? So like yeah, exactly. idolatry, where is my treasure in this life? You know, if right. I if I get on top of that in yeah. my heart, which by the way, is germane whether you're single or married for 27 years or whatever, or a kid. I mean, if I can get on top of that, chances are I'm going to be a much better husband. You know, right. so reading and listening that that spurs me on to examine those things in my own heart. That's yeah. that's going to have such a good outcome in my marriage. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, no, that's 100 percent right, dude. Yeah, it's it's you know and. I feel bad for for you know kids getting married who who don't have that yeah. right because honestly Ted they just need somebody to sit down with them and be like look you guys are going to get married there's yeah. going to be so much about it that is fantastic yes there are going to be days where you want to just slap the other person <laughs> right yeah right right and 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 just learning learning how to just even just how to communicate. Yeah. Right. Because like we all know, like, yeah, you know, you know, we're going to have to, you know, learn how to how to, you know, live together and learn how to do this and learn how to do this. And but you know, giving people the tools of how do you how do you even just how do you resolve conflict when it pops up? Because it's going to pop yeah. up. Yeah. You know, absolutely. How do you communicate in a way that doesn't inflame the situation? Mm-hmm. Right. That doesn't produce heat. It produces light. Yeah. You know, right. I, like that's the kind of stuff that I really wish would have been taught that you know my wife and i over you know years had to figure out on our own yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um so going back to my point we really didn't have there weren't any real outside resources i would say that were massively helpful for us no um because they were either just bad resources or the resources were being used and interpreted by people that kind of you know put their own spin on stuff yeah and it's like you know that's really not how it's gonna work in our marriage like that might work for you and your wife but that doesn't that's not really how it's gonna be yeah you know um for for lauren and i it was a hundred percent people in our church Mm. i can think of 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 one you know one uh past pastor uh, that I had, his name's Randy. Uh, I'm still great friends with him, kind of like mm-hmm. with you. Um, love the man to death. And Randy, Randy was instrument. Him and his wife Kari mm-hmm. were instrumental in my wife and I's marriage. In mm-hmm. that we were going through. I had just gone through a really bad church experience with mm-hmm. with Lauren, um, and we were just broken. Yeah, we were sad. We were depressed. Mm-hmm. Like we had we and and. 
Randy and Kari came alongside us and just 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 like discipled us and just cared for us, mm. you know, and just showed the love of Christ to us. Yeah. And it's it's just it's been people like that, Ted, who just yeah. I see from example. Right, mm-hmm. and I see, you know, from them actually, actually living it out that, that they actually care. Yeah, and and that is so much more powerful, in my opinion, to a newlyweds marriage than all all the books in the world. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's you know someone being salt and light, you know, and someone you know living it out and caring enough about you to do it in community, and I mean it's the. It's the beauty of the body of Christ, you know, and right. yeah, we can't get enough of these stories because yeah, they're, they're so meaningful to us and they, and they go such a long way in helping us not feel alone in whatever it is that we're struggling with, you know, and I, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So, uh, let's see. Winterstein, man, that was a great question. Yeah, for uh, sure. Really, re- really, really Thoughtful appreciate, one. really appreciate, uh, you know, kind of pulling out, pulling out the, the thoughtfulness of the guys. All yeah, right. For sure. Uh, we're going to go on the exact opposite end of the spectrum now, Ted. So Love I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to, to, to just do a complete 180. We're going to pivot hard. We're going to put okay? off the things of maturity and put on Purile childhood. Yeah, no, I love it. Which is something that people love about this podcast. I hear again and again, you know, in our reviews, you know, that they they like that we can be serious, but they also like that, you know, we can be uh we we can be a couple kids. Well, dude, you know I like those fawning reviews. So if you haven't done so, run don't walk. Um give us a little five star. Say some fawning things. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. We We enjoy it. We enjoy it. It it, it helps our. It just mm-hmm. helps us. Absolutely, it helps us. Yeah, it helps us. Yeah, it helps us. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ted. So this one comes via Twitter mm-hmm. or X now, mm-hmm. um, and the username. I don't really have a name for this, but I do have a username. All right. The username is Boxwine Babies, <laughs> which which I love it has has me uh, with many questions. Yeah. No. I dig uh, it. You know, is the amount of ba- like how. Uh, how how do those relate? Yeah, is what I yeah. want to know. You know, no, you guys know. get there's, into the box wine, and you know, there's another kid. You there's know, definitely some backstory there. Yeah, there's, there's definitely backstory. a backstory, and I kind of want to know what it is. But uh, yeah. but but you do, but you know, don't. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, hundred percent. Okay, he says this. Uh, he sent it to me, so so he's addressing okay. me, but I'll address it to us. Yeah. He says, guys, I've listened to Cluck from day one. Ah, uh, dude. Appreciate that. Yeah. Says, and I've listened to Cluck's other podcast for years. <laughs> he says, I have a question for Ted. Yeah. All right, Ted, here it comes. Okay. He says, uh, Ted's from India, or excuse me, from Indiana. <laughs> India. Yeah, no, actually, very different places. You know, very different places. <laughs> Slightly different cultures, you I'm know. So yeah. tired. Different food. Yeah. I read Indiana as India. India. I'm so, I'm out of it. Ted's from Indiana. He's a big sports guy. He's in the nostalgia and constantly talks about the good old days. He says, yeah. yet, I don't think I have ever, in all the years of listening to him on podcasts, heard him bring up Indiana high school basketball. Mm. He says, so what's the deal? Did yeah. I just miss those episodes? Does he not like basketball? What's his relationship to basketball in high school? What yeah. does he think about the movie Hoosiers? Oh, my gosh, dude. What dude, great is- timing. There's so much there for you. Dude, I kid you not. I just watched Hoosiers last night. I watched it with Maxim. Um, no, it was two nights ago. KK was doing something with friends. We had kind of a guy's night. We threw in Hoosiers. 
I absolutely love that movie, dude. It hits at the most nostalgic, East Central Indiana level imaginable. You're getting lots of shots of like fields in the fall and early winter, um, trees changing, like these long, expansive shots of like the the grid of country roads. Um, dude, I love it. Shoot Hoosiers into my veins. It's absolutely mm-hmm. nostalgic for me. My relationship with it is is I'm just not a basketball guy. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah. play in high school, and I probably should have, honestly. But I was so focused on like lifting and running and getting bigger and faster and stronger for football that I didn't want to. I didn't want to take the whole winter and spend it like running ladders and getting skinnier, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I should have played Indiana high school basketball. It would have been a fun time. I went though, like I went to all of our school's games. I enjoyed going to the games. the The game was kind of the social hub of winter at the school, and so being a football player, I never really got to experience what it was like in the stands on Friday night for a football game at my school. But being able to be in the bleachers for a basketball game, and you're running into people, you're running into friends from class, you're running into like you know, girls who maybe you don't see in classes or whatever. And it was just a fun, social, kind of electric time. I love that, dude, and I do miss it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not the hugest basketball guy. Like, I have trouble watching basketball now and caring, um, just primarily because it isn't football or boxing. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's cool, man, and, it, and it'll always have a warm kind of place in my heart. And uh, went to a lot of... A lot of Pacers games when we were young, so um, yeah. you know I got yeah. to, I got to we're we're going deep nostalgia here and somewhat off topic because it's not high school, but my dad was a pilot and he had a gig one time where he had to fly some freight down to Indianapolis, so it was just a short hop from like Fort Wayne to Indianapolis. So we were in the air all of like I don't know twenty five minutes or whatever, but um, he took me along and the client had given him a couple of like really premium Indiana Pacers tickets. So they played the New Jersey Nets, like circa Derek Coleman and kind of in that era. And we got to sit like a couple of rows off the floor behind the Nets bench and it was magical, dude. So yeah, a lot of good Market Square Arena experiences watching the Pacers and yeah, mostly just warm, nostalgic vibes while not being the hugest basketball guy. So I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, hopefully that that, that suffices for box wine babies. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, like, it's always... <sighs> basketball always happened during wrestling season. Sure, yeah. Right? So I grew up through high school mm-hmm. with kind of... I, I wouldn't say an aversion, but but there, w- there was definitely a rivalry. Yeah. That Like, you're that in the wrestling team, the nobody gives you any credit, nobody really knows what when your meets are or anything like that, but the yeah. yeah, the basketball team gets all the pub. Exactly, exactly, and then born from that was, mm-hmm. well, basketball are just, is just for those that can't wrestle. Oh, yeah, sure. Right, right, yeah. so so that was, that was even down to, okay, so get this, Ted, I don't know if yeah. you guys had this in your school, even down to how your Letterman jacket was colored. Oh. Showed whether you were a wrestler or a basketball. See, player. we didn't have that, dude. We everybody at Blackford had the same style of Letterman's jacket, so there wasn't yeah. that kind of rivalry. But it would yeah. it would impact the kind of like pins that you had on your Letterman's jacket. But let, let me sure. ask you this: vis a vis movies, um, yeah. what's your experience with the movie Hoosiers? Do you have like 
feelings about it? Have you seen it? You know, Hoosiers is one that I remember seeing as a really little kid, and I was too young to, for it to have any impact, right? Yeah. And then I just watched Hoosiers again. You know, I, I, I could probably say for the first time, because I didn't really yeah, remember yeah. it, like two two years ago, and I, I okay. liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I really, like, I'm not really a basketball guy, again, kind of like you, yeah. but I'm a sucker for a good sports movie, and I thought it was a great sports movie. I'll tell you what, it has an unbelievable soundtrack. Yeah. Unreal. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah that Hoosier soundtrack is tip top. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's. Dude, there's oh, I, oh, I just had an idea for an amazing Coach Cluck episode. Yeah, go on. We are gonna do. We're not gonna do it today. Yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna march down our top, top movie soundtrack. Sports. Sport. Well, that and yeah. top sports movies. Oh yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. done okay. that. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I'm, we'll I'm do our Mount Rushmore of sports movies. So four sports movies. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we'll yeah. do that coming out of the break. That sounds like a fun one to get back. On I the like that, and I, I also love the soundtrack idea, though. Yeah, I'm writing both down. Yeah, let's I'm write both down. down. I have a, I have one last question for you related to this, and then we'll get Please. out because I know we're we're running short. But yeah, is there a wrestling equivalent to Hoosiers? So would it be like Matthew Modine's like Vision Quest from the early so, 80s? Dude, like. <laughs> It was gonna be Vision Quest. Vision baby. Quest. Yeah. That is. That is. Yes. Also dude, happens to be the only movie about high school wrestling that there's. You know, it's but, fair. Yeah, it's yeah. fair, uh, dude. I saw Vision Quest. My my wrestling coach. Yeah. We had we had uh, we had this thing where the whole team slept over on the mats like one yeah. Friday night or something like that, mm-hmm. and my coach put on Vision Quest, and I remember, I remember seeing that. Love it. And uh, dude, you get your own package. I did. Oh, what'd you get? What'd you get? Uh, I don't know. Let me grab my dude. Little, little uh, dude. Two episodes in a row. Little uh, unboxing. My knife is kind of okay. It's just within arm's reach here in the studio, so I'm gonna, gonna pop the old knife open, and let's let's have a look, dude. Let's see what we have here. I'm very I'm very enthralled in this, but anyway, yes, mm-hmm. Vision Quest would would be that, and it's yeah. a very not many people know it, but no, very I remember, niche, you know, even it's a very for its niche time, movie. you know, didn't Madonna yeah. have a song on the Vision Quest? Soundtrack? I feel like she did, man. Yeah. Like I do remember it being a very '80s soundtrack yeah. for sure. Incredible, yeah. And just I don't know, wrestling, you know, wrestling movies just don't seem to be uh, very Dude, popular yes. with a lot of people. Yeah, I have a yeah. book here. And Dude, what'd you get? This is a, this is is it a, a marriage cool book? No, this is it's <laughs> probably the opposite of that. This is a cool shout out to my boss at work. So okay. our department chair. Uh, the great Ashley Blair, shout out Ashley. One of the nice things she does for all of the professors in com arts, every Christmas she's just like, send me a link to a book that you want on Amazon and I'll get it for you. Oh, dope. And there's a boxing book that I've always wanted. It's a huge volume by a guy named Donald McRae called Dark Trade. Um, that's a painting oh. of James Lights Out Tony on the cover. And it's just these interviews, meditations, and kind of, you know, this creative nonfiction with all these different boxers. And oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked to read this. So uh, thank you, Ashley Blair, Chair of Communication Arts at Union University, for my copy of Dark Trade. And it comes at a perfect time because I'm like rounding the corner on another book that I'm reading for pleasure that'll be done soon. And then I get to like move this one right in. So I'm there it is. Yeah, there it Look is. Look at you, man. Love That's it. awesome. Yeah, That's love fantastic. Love yeah. Well, Ted, my friend, the time has come. We are going to get out of here. 
Uh, we are going to go, uh, at least at the time of this recording, go get uh, get mentally uh, prepared, mentally f- fortified <laughs> for for the Christmas Christmas season. The onslaught <laughs> of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's coming. Yeah. It coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Whether we like yeah, it or yeah. not. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to go do that. But listeners, uh, make sure to click on the links uh, in the descriptions of this episode. Head on over to Green Hill Boxing. Uh, make sure to... Um, uh, click on uh, the 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 link there for the Cluck store, and yep. maybe pick yourself up uh, a beautiful, beautiful pair of baby boxing gloves. Yeah, they right. are just just sixteen ounces. They're yeah. just they're just little guys, yeah. but they pack a punch. They pack a wallop, dude. They, they sure really do. do. Yep. They really do. Make sure to give us some likes and reviews. Uh, review the podcast. We really appreciate when you guys do that. Five stars. We would uh, we greatly. Greatly appreciate that. Hit us up on the on any of the socials at Cluckcast uh, and give us your ask Coach Clucks because we enjoy going through those. We enjoy uh, giving the people what they want because we, at the end of the day, are men of the people. Absolutely, and that's why we are here. So yep. we want to we want to we want to do that for you guys. So we thank you all for listening so much, and we will catch you on the next episode of Cluck later.